Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 97 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media and presented to you by our good friends over at SeatGeek. I would like to welcome in for the first time in a little while, at least, Lucas Giolito, the Chicago White Sox, who is in spring training. I thought we'd never get there, but we made it, man. We made it. Yeah, back on a lot better terms than uh, the last episode we did. I know. I know. And it was nice to see you in person, too, last week with all the John Boy media. Was that the first time you met all those guys in person? First time in person, I believe. Yeah. It's yeah. Time. Yeah. What was your what was your first impression of like Jimmy, Jake and BBD and Plouf and Joe's, all those guys? Jake's got an interesting body on him. <laughs> he looks like a, a cartoon character gone astray. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, everybody was super cool. I would like to hang out a little bit longer, but we're in the middle of, uh, our work and everything. Let's keep going on the Jake body thing, okay. right? It's <laughs> like, you, you see it for the first time. You're like, Whoa, what's going on here? Yeah. The, the camera adds some inches. <laughs> you say you didn't know he was, uh, he was vertically challenged, huh? Uh, I, I've heard like jokes about it and stuff, but yeah, I mean, when you when you meet the guy, anytime you meet someone in real life, you kind of have like an idea of something, but it's always different. Got it. Yeah, uh, he's funny though, man. He is he is hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, I, yeah. You guys do a wonderful job, all of you. Yeah, I'm happy to good. be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we love having you. Uh, it is truly a family at John Boy Media. And speaking of family, your brother Casey. The thespian of whom we have spoken before is going to be joining us momentarily. He's in the waiting room. So if you just want to text him, just to hold tight for a few oh, yeah. minutes, because I do want to catch up about a few baseball things with you. We got him uh, in the green room over going. there. He's eating oh. snacks and yeah, it's good to go. Okay, great. Great. Oh, you got, you gave him snacks, you gave the little bro snacks so he can <laughs> hang out over there in the corner. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll get to him when we get to him. Um, so a few baseball things. Where are you right now? Like, are you going to be ready to go by opening day, like three innings or something? Four? What do we? Oh, no, we're talking six plus, baby. Seriously? Oh, yeah. This is interesting because I <laughs> talked to a bunch of managers. I talked to like Dave Roberts. I talked to Tito. Um, and they said, listen, we're probably a turn to a turn and a half behind where we normally are. You're not, though? No, my first live bullpen session, I threw three. Uh, so my first game, I'm thinking probably will be three and then uh, just build up from there. And I'll be, I think all of our starters will be ready for like, you know, five plus innings. Wow. How the yeah. gate. That's good. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Um, what's the enthusiasm around camp? You guys added some nice arms, particularly to the bullpen. The nutty Joe Kelly is there. Kendall Graveman is there. Holy smokes. Y'all are fire breathing dragons at the back end of that bullpen now. Yeah, so you know, I said I was ready to throw five, six, seven plus innings, but <laughs> you take a look at our bullpen. It's like, well, if each of these guys throw one inning, starter only has to go <laughs> three or four. Um, yeah, we're having a really good time. Uh, I'm very impressed with our team. How all the guys on it did such a good job in such a strange off season, um, getting their work in doing everything they need to do to put them in a nice position to be successful. Uh, yeah. Everyone's looking really, really good right now. All the new additions are 
going to help us a lot. Uh, Joe Kelly's an interesting dude, isn't he? Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, on, he's interesting. He's he'll even admit to it. He's a, he's all over the place. Oh yeah, yeah, but I'm all over the place too, so it works. Ooh, okay. I see you kind of at opposite ends of the spectrum, though. A little bit, really. I, I do, I do. You know, um, first of you all, you get like my media personality, though. My, what does that mean? Like my my in the clubhouse personality can get a little like space cadet and all over the place sometimes but that's something i've been working on what is it what does that mean no just i'm like bouncing off the walls and acting goofy oh good yeah well i mean this is the place to act goofy this isn't media this isn't, <laughs> the old show i worked on was media this is not it's called john boy media but you know that it's not media yeah no I, it's just different when i'm sitting in a chair uh, on a podcast versus like in the clubhouse you know what i Got mean it. No, I'm very much myself on this podcast. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, you did have to say you didn't have to say goodbye to too many teammates, but one of the guys is was from your rotation, uh, Carlos Rodon, who signed mm-hmm. a nice beefy two year deal with the San Francisco Giants. What was it like when you had to say goodbye to him as a teammate? That sucks, man. Carlos and I are very close. Um, I was so pumped to see him have the year he had last year. Uh, he was the best pitcher in baseball at times. Uh, actually, probably for like the first half. <laughs> and, you know, the the innings and the the wear and everything, uh, you had to slow it down a bit. Uh, but he did so well that he went and earned himself uh, a nice little bag. But and when it, it sucks, I, yeah. you know, it would have been great to continue to have him on the team. But at the end of the day, when... Uh, I see another starting pitcher making some good money. We're all winning. True, but it is sad. Game's about relationships. The number one thing I always hear from dudes when they retire, whether it's guys I work with now with Ploof and Jerry Blevins and Pete Moylan and guys I've worked with at past and MLB or at Fox, they all say the same thing, man. It's like it's hard when you hang it up because you don't have the clubhouse anymore. And so when you change the clubhouse dynamic, it can get hard. I mean, we look at you as just dudes in jerseys who pitch for our team or that we boo at because we don't want you to do well. We forget that there's husbands and fathers and friends and all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's Mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. I feel like I've kind of gotten used to it. I mean, I've been traded once. Um, There's a bunch of guys that I've developed good close relationships with that have, you know, left the team for whatever reason. Uh, It's just kind of something that comes with the game and the business side. Uh, But the one thing with uh, Carlos is I'll always be able to play video games with him, oh. even if we're not on the same team. So that's all right. What are, what are we playing these days? We were playing a lot of Call of Duty over the last year, a couple of years. Um, right now, I've been on that Elden Ring grind. Oh. I know that you know all about that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I hear about them. I don't partake in them, but I respect the hell out of them. Believe me. You know, yeah. they are they are building these huge esport arenas for a reason. Yeah, it's uh, that that in the off season, I was watching a lot of the Halo esports. Yeah, there was a new Halo game that came out. I was playing that a lot. I would uh, they had these big like weekend events uh, with all the top teams competing, like like you said, like in the arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it's fascinating to watch for a guy like me because I try to be competitive, but it's like, there's just like this threshold that I can't get over. Uh, It's like, I can only get so good at this game. Uh, Whereas these pro guys, it's their life. You know, they're putting in like eight, 10 hours a day. Uh, It's crazy. So um, you're a little bit like me. You got a potty mouth on you. So do I. Is that the way you are when you're wearing your gamer headset? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it goes both ways, too. Like, I'll, pump, I'll be pumping myself up, like, if I'm doing well. Uh, and if it's going bad, I'm not, like, I've been I'm pretty good about not, like, getting violent, though. You know how people, like, throw their controllers and shit like that? Like, the worst for me is just a little desk slam every once in a while. Ah! Somebody got hurt last year. Was it last year or two years ago? Somebody got hurt banging their hand with a control. I forget who it was. I don't remember either. You remember the story though, right? Uh, yes, I do. I There's been weird video game injuries in baseball. I mean, baseball has a history of strange injuries. Yes. Usually for pitchers. <laughs> um, but uh, I remember there was like the Guitar Hero one back in like the, I don't know, like... Oh, that was Joel Zumaya. Yeah, Zumaya with the Guitar Hero. Um, Jesus Lazardo, our producer Robbie just looked it up. It was yeah, Jesus Lazardo who ended up getting hurt. He was definitely playing Call of Duty. <laughs> that one will get you sometimes. Oh, or man. FIFA. FIFA? I don't play FIFA because I think it's unfair. In what way? I think that the the developers of the game, like if you're kicking someone's ass, like you're up 4-0, they, they, there's something in there in the algorithm where it's like the next thing you know, the other team, like the ball's like, uh, the ball's like gravitating towards them and staying on their feet even <laughs> when you tackle awesome. them. And then they just like put up a they put up a shot from like outside the box and it just like goes in. Your goalie's like falling down uh just to try and keep the game even. Uh, yeah, that used to piss me off and then I stopped playing. Wow. Um I do want to talk to you a little bit more about baseball. It has been crazy since the doors swung open after the lockout. You know, we've had major trades. The Oakland A's are getting rid of a bunch of guys, the Cincinnati Reds. How much do you pay attention to that stuff that happens? A little bit. I mean, mostly the stuff that affects our team, uh, teams in division. I mean, like Correa last night was a pretty big one. So were you surprised when you woke up or maybe went to sleep and you saw on? I saw it last night. Yeah. Were you surprised? I was. I was too. Yeah. Um, but for me, I was actually talking to one of our writers about this today. He asked me like, you know, you guys ran away with the division last year and it looks like, you know, a number of teams in central are, are trying to get better and they're adding pieces. Obviously Correa was a big one for the twins. Um, you know, how, how does that make you guys feel as a ball club, you know, seeing more competition in your division and my, my thought on is it's welcomed. Like for us, um, you're preparing to try and get to the World Series, right? And when you get to the postseason, you're playing the best of the best, like focused at the top of their game, like every single game counts. So 
over the course of 162, wouldn't you want to practice against the best of the best? Mm -hmm. Not practice. That's, I mean, all, every game counts, right? But like get those games in against really, really good, talented players. Um, just to like keep everyone locked in, uh, you know, instead of going into a series and, you know, you look at the lineup or you look at the, the other team you're facing and it's like, oh, okay. And then there's that like little edge that maybe you lose. Um, it, it's competition's always a good thing. Are you talking about when you're facing my team? No. I'll say I'm not, it. I'm not saying any names here. The Guardians <laughs> kicked our ass you. today. I'll say it for you. Um, yeah, my team, they can pitch. That's we lost, uh, I think, 10 to 1 today. Stop. Don't you dare try and convince me that a meaningless spring training game, I think you threw a bunch of guys who are going to end up down in double A or whatever. That's fine. We needed to get our licks in. Don't give me that game face on when I'm trying to talk to you about my tr guardians. Um, uh, the dude, Quan is like projected to be uh, up there for the rookie of the year. I heard someone talking about that in the dugout. Hmm. Okay. Are you That's a, a true Guardians fan? Do you know who Quan is? I know the name. I mean, you know, I know like he has like good odds to win uh, Rookie of the Year. I think. Well, I've got George Valera, who's going to be up in a couple of years. He's he's really solid. Richie Palacios, who played today, little speedster. Mm. He came by the John Boy Media House. Good kid too. Mm -hmm. Loved him. Loved him. But that's all right. That's neither here nor there. Hey, you want your chance to see Lucas Giolito or your favorite team in person? It's real easy. Just download SeatGeek on your phone right now. So go get the app. Use the code word ROSE, and you're going to get 20 bucks off of your first ticket at SeatGeek. It is the best way to get the best seats around. We were craving baseball. It is coming back in early April, so go get your seats now. By the way, you're an NBA fan, you're an NHL fan, you want to go to a concert, it works great for that as well. And the thing I love most about SeatGeek is that it actually ranks the seats on a scale of 0 to 10. So green, that's a good seat. Red, Probably not the best around. So let them do the homework for you as well. Once again, go download SeatGeek, the app. Maybe you'll be sitting next to me. Actually, there's probably a lot of red buttons in the seats that are next to me. So you don't want that one. So go get a green one. Maybe you'll be sitting next to Jimmy or Jake or BBD or one of the cooler guys that we have here at John Boy Media and not me. Once again, download the app. Seat Geek. Use the code word ROSE. You're going to get 20 bucks off your first ticket. The Freddie Freeman thing. I'm sure you didn't read the story, but it, it came out very strange over the last 24 to 48 hours, how it finished there. Part of the deal was that the Braves did not let him know that they were trading for Matt Olson. Do you think that they should have picked up the phone? Do they owe that to a player, even if they feel like both sides have kind of moved on? I think so. Um, I obviously know zero details of right. how any of that went down. Uh, but just speculating from the outside, uh, you have a guy that's played his whole career for this team, won a World Series the year before, obviously is like the face. You know, they say they, they use the term statue guy, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not looking good as far as like re-signing in free agency. I think it's 
phone call ain't hard, right? I would agree with you. Even if, let's say, even if both sides didn't communicate effectively, either pre-lockout or post-lockout, because it is business after all, I do think that there's a way to handle it. And at the end of the day, the Braves probably could have just called Freddie and just said, hey, listen, we're about to make a trade. I don't want you to hear it from anywhere else except us. And I'm sorry. Yeah, there's that, that part of it too, right? You know, you see guys, it happens all the time. Oh, I found out I got traded on Twitter. Or, you know, I found this out on Twitter. It's like, that's so easily avoidable. It is. Um, but I don't know. Stuff, you know what stuff my theory moves is very fast from what I've seen. My, my theory is that people don't like giving other people bad news. They just yeah. don't. And I think there, a lot of people are uncomfortable about how to, how to talk about stuff. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I could play a factor. Yeah, we're all, we're all big people here. I think. Um, can we talk about uh, your wife? We had a lovely dinner with our wives, mm-hmm. and I just want to congratulate her on getting her number one choice and her next move in the veterinary world. Yep. So just fill people in because I know she's been a, a part of of this journey that we've spent over the last year. It has been quite the journey. Yeah, she's finishing up uh, her. Her uh, veterinary program at UC Davis, one of the, if not the top veterinary school uh, in the country, and she's specializing in shelter medicine. Uh, So she passed her um, NAVLI, which is essentially like the board exam to be licensed as a vet. That was a couple months ago, and... Then she's like, yep, I'm specializing in shelter medicine and it's a match program. So she ranked out all of her choices and then all of the um, programs will rank out the applicants. And uh, San Diego Humane Society was her number one choice and she ended up matching. She's got, uh, I believe they had two uh, positions open for the intern year and she's one of them. So she graduates on May 27th. It's an off day for my schedule. Yes. Yeah. We're in Chicago, uh, for like a longer homestand. I don't, I, we have like a three game series, then the off day, and then we're still at home after. So it could not have worked out any better for me to be able to get out there and and be there for it. I'm very excited. Um, Yeah. So she graduates and then it's like a two week turnaround and she starts working at uh, San Diego humane. That's so good. Yeah, I love listening to her and just getting to meet her. And I told you this at dinner that she is way funnier than you are. Yeah. She is. I'm not denying that. She is really funny. Yep. Yeah. One time, like as a joke, her sense of humor is like, especially nowadays considering uh how hard school has been it can be like very um like morbid (laughs) but it's like so funny man and i remember like a number of years ago just as like a joke like christmas gift or or uh like christmas gift or uh birthday gift i got her a 
like intro to stand up comedy book. I'm like, you're so funny. Like you should just do this on the side. <laughs> yes. That'd be great. Yeah. The, the veterinary comic. It's, it's a very large field. So, you know, it'd be probably one of one. I'm guessing. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, congratulations to her. Uh, applause, applause, applause for everybody, wherever you're consuming this content. Hey, college basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long on a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers. Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSE and bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win. With promo code ROSE this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And back to the show. Speaking of family, why don't we bring in your younger brother? Let let Casey know that it's time to join the big show here. Casey. All right, going to the Zoom. Uh, yeah, this is going to be exciting. Oh, oh look is. at that picture. Oh, he's got his headshot on there. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be phenomenal. There he um, is. What's up? Oh, my God. Are you, are you in a safe house right now? Are you in an audition? What's going on? I got my background up. I'm a pro at this. <laughs> this is excellent. So, uh, Casey Giolito, welcome to the Chris Rose Rotation. Thank you. Um, first of all, let's let's get the less interesting stuff out of the way. What's the age difference between you and Lucas? Just about five years, a little under. Oh my gosh! Yeah, mm -hmm. he, I'm 22. He's about to turn 28. 28 in July. Yep. Okay. Wrong side of 25. So uh, stop, please. Don't even start with the age shit. <laughs> this guy. Thank you. Uh, it was nice. We all met Casey as well out at spring training. Um, and I cannot believe it. You guys are almost the same height too, right? You're 6'5", Casey? I'm 6'5 and a half. I think Lucas is like maybe an inch taller than me. He's also like two of me. Yeah. <laughs> mass, but yeah. That people was the been, number one thing I got from everybody. Like that, that was the number one thing I got from everybody at John Boy Media who hadn't seen you in person, Lucas. They were like, he's like... He's like a tight end with how <laughs> thick he is. I wish I was that athletic. Yeah, that part doesn't matter. You're fine throwing 97 and doing the rest of your stuff. You're good. Um, Casey, so where, where are you? We know that we've talked about you as an actor. What is going on in your life and your career? I just moved back to L.A. where I grew up. And uh, yeah, I've, I've just been settling back in, uh, doing auditions, going up for TV and film roles, trying to get my career going <clears throat> trying to reach out network because you know half the game in the entertainment industry is really like who do you know who can put you in a room with someone who can help you out so yeah i'm trying to attack it from all angles and how is that going i think it's going well i i, I have a manager i really really love uh luke he's a great dude and um yeah we've just been working together he'll send me auditions and I'll 
everything is self-taped now. That's how the acting industry works. Like, unless you're really famous, um, most auditions for the first round, at least you tape yourself. So like where I am right now, this is the setup I built in this little bedroom while I visit Lucas. I got my background back here, like a tripod, put my phone on there and I just record myself doing the audition and uh, send that off. And uh, a casting director will watch it on their little iPad or either go, yeah, that guy's great. Let's give him a call back or swipe onto the next dude. Oh my God. So like, it's like Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> just like Tinder. Yeah. Holy smokes. So what, you don't have to give me the specific show if you don't want to, but like, what was the last thing you auditioned for that you did? Sent oh, all right. Casey did one like yesterday. Yeah, I, I won't I won't say like exactly what it is because I think I'll get in trouble. But I will say that <laughs> I was uh, pretty much going up for a swamp person, <laughs> like a Louisiana deep South, just Christian good boy. So you have to you have to do the voice and everything. Yeah, I just put on a little bit of a Southern draw. Let's go. I was like. She's been learning a lot about Jesus. She's been, she's wants you back, man. Like, I don't know that kind of thing. I mean, I, I try my best. Lucas, did you see him putting his audition tape? No, together? I was at the field. No, I, no, I actually, uh, I'm at this like long dining room table in this house we're staying in and I'm like playing video games on my computer and he's over memorizing the lines from the script. So he like got the script. He had one night to like learn. I don't know what was it. A couple pages of lines, Casey. Yeah. In a monologue. Yeah. And so I was kind of like looking over my screen and just like seeing his process for memorizing lines because that's the one thing. I mean, there's a lot of things about acting that are like extremely difficult, but the memorizing of lines to me is like, oh my god, how does anyone do this? And Casey had his whole like system. He's got uh, classical music going in his headphones and he like reads the line, repeats it 10 times, reads the next line, repeats it 10 times uh, until it's I all. This... Yeah. Then you go back, you read them both 10 times. And like he had it like that. It's very, very impressive. Yeah. I've been doing it for a little bit. It, it... Every actor sort of has their own like process that they figure out that helps them memorize and get into the character and stuff like that. Um, Lucas, I imagine you've seen your brother perform, even though your schedule's really weird. Uh, have you have you seen Casey perform? So, I've seen the last time I saw Casey perform in person. What you were in high school? Yeah, that was probably like. <laughs> West Side Story or yeah. Les Rob or something. Yes, yes. And he was brilliant, but that was a long time ago. Since then, he's classically trained. Uh, I've seen, like, videos. Uh, unfortunately, I never got the chance to go over across the pond and see it in person when he was in school. But uh, I've seen many clips and, and videos and things like that. What um, Do you get nervous even watching him perform on on video no i don't get i don't get nervous because casey's really good oh thank you yeah casey other way around what's it oh like i get nervous every time you do <laughs> of course I, i'm I, I get so nervous watching lucas pitch and i feel bad for people who are with me when i'm watching one of his games because i watch like most of the white Sox games i caught maybe like 150 to a 140 to 150 games last season 
And, uh, but every time Lucas pitches, it's like everything's in my emotions is turned up by 20. So I'm just, he gets a strikeout. I'm like, oh, yeah. He, like he gives up a hit. I'm like, no. And I, <laughs> yeah. So I, I like to do a, just watch him by myself. <laughs> Get out of people's way. <laughs> See, at least Casey will watch my games live and my dad won't. We've already yep. gone over this, Chris. Yep. Yeah, I'm not going to miss a start, man. Yeah, you were, Casey, you, weren't you the intermediary during the no-hitter? Oh, interesting. Okay, so when he threw the no-hitter, I was in Cardiff, Wales, staying at my girlfriend's house. And I caught the entire game. So I started watching it at like midnight. And then the game ended at like, 3.30 in the morning or something, and I just didn't go to sleep because as long as he wasn't giving up a hit, I wasn't going to turn it off. And then as soon as the Adam Engel made that final catch, like my phone just starts blowing up because all my friends were getting the alerts. No hitter alert, no hitter watch, and everyone turned had like tuned in, and it was nuts. How do you, yeah. how do you celebrate when you're a country away and your brother throws a no hitter? Very quietly because my girlfriend was sleeping. and then the next day i was like i i don't know i don't know how i went to sleep i was so pumped of adrenaline when that happened and then the next day i just like couldn't stop talking about it all day you know lucas has told this story before about um how your dad he won't watch the games he'll go take walks he'll walk around the stadium if he's there all that sort of stuff and you know listen my my son's just a high school sophomore but i I sit there through every play, good or bad. Yesterday made a bad air and you just live with it, right? We can't convince your dad to just enjoy. I don't think it's ever going to happen. <laughs> it's it, he, yeah, he, he, you know, he has, he struggles with, <laughs> with putting it on and not, you know, letting it, you know, get to his head, you know, like exactly what I said. I think he sort of has that, but like way worse. So he'd rather just not watch. And then he'll check the box score after, but you know, we'll get there eventually. It's really interesting because I mean, Lucas, you're in the competitive world because at the end of the day, there's a scoreboard and all that Casey, you're in the subjective world. You really are, but it's still entertainment. Do you guys, and I guess I'll start with you, Casey, whether it's successes or failures, do you guys feel a kind of a different bond than you think most brothers do because you are kind of in similar lanes you you know what i think sometimes is it's funny that both lucas and i have chosen like career paths with a very low percentage of being successful (laughs) like i i don't know i we i could have been like an accountant or something like i could have done something where oh i'll just go get a job and do Mm -hmm. this and that but like no like i don't know i want to be in this path which is very risky and maybe i'll succeed maybe i won't but you know, same with Luke. Lucas always knew he wanted to be a baseball player. So I like to think about that. I think it's a pretty cool thing. Lucas, do you guys, are you able to help him with, you know, cause it's, I've seen this business. I've auditioned for like newscaster roles when I walked in and there's like 30 guys that look like me. I'm like, holy shit, thank God. I don't have to do this for a living. Like this was just an extra thing. Are there times where Casey calls you and is like, man, this is tough right now. Well, now I've, we'll see. I mean, Casey's just getting started. The one thing that I think can apply uh, when you're working like in entertainment um, and like Casey said, like a really low percentage chance of success is having 
an insane amount of confidence in yourself and like to the point where like, yeah, I'm the best. It's like you convince yourself that. Yeah. You, like you, any, any self doubt, you have ways to handle that and you just get back to, um, okay, you know, what can I, what can I do to just continue to make strides forward and maintain a high level of confidence? When, Casey, when did, because obviously this is part of the family business, the acting bug. When did you know you were doing this? Uh, probably when I was 10, I did Grease in fifth grade and I oh. got the lead, Danny Zuko. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, man, I was on stage singing and dancing and people were looking at me and I was getting positive attention and I was such a shy kid Yeah, uh, like growing up. And I still am. I'm naturally an introverted person. But there's something about like being going into a dip, like a character being becoming someone else and, you know, telling a story that I just have always connected with. Sorry, that's, that sounds so fucking pretentious, but <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Um, I was like 10. I wanted to be a, and I will say, though, I always wish I could be a baseball player, though. <laughs> I still wish I'd rather be a baseball player. But um, I couldn't throw strikes. Were you any good? When I was in high school, there was a point where I was throwing really hard. And I was sort of putting it together. I got called up to varsity. I was all pumped up. And then I my first game, I like pulled my oblique. Um, so took a, yeah, went on the IL for that. The IL. Came, <laughs> the high school IL. When I came back from that... Um, something happened with my mentality. I got the yips and uh, I mean, just playing catch with someone and throwing it to their chest, like to this day, I still struggle with. And um, so the sum the summer before my senior year, I was like not in a good mental place. And I, I thought, okay, well, I've been doing acting classes and musicals and plays all throughout my, my childhood and teenage years. I'm confident in it. I love it. This isn't making me happy anymore. I wish, I wish it were so bad. Cause I always wanted to like be like, just like Lucas, but it was just not. So I made the change really. I quit the team, which is like the hardest decision ever. Cause I love baseball and just focused on acting. And it worked out for me, fortunately. Lucas, were you aware of this? Cause I have a brother that's like four and a quarter years older than I am. And he was super smart and everybody liked him. And we ended up going to the same high school. We were never in high school at the same time. Mm -hmm. But when I got there, everybody was like, oh, you're Pete Rose's brother. Yeah, by the way, I do have a brother named Pete Rose. And were you cognizant of what Casey had to go through because of who you were? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Harvard Westlake High School is like, I don't know. It's not like you're typical high school you see in like a tv show like the baseball field is like way off campus mm -hmm. um there's a lot of good athletes there uh there's a lot of brilliant kids there like there's so many different lanes that you know i don't think that it was kind of the situation where casey shows up i mean you can correct me if i'm wrong and it's like oh you're Lucas Giolito's brother. Like he was big man on campus. Like I was never like big man on campus. Like, okay. Just... Well, hold on. 
I I distinctly remember uh, Jack Flaherty telling me that Lucas was the man, in quotes, like the man. He was that dude. Everyone knew it. <laughs> I got a good parking spot. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like to be fair, like um, I never felt like people like expected me to be him because he was such like an anomaly of a high school baseball player. Like he threw so hard. He was such a, a phenom. Um, although it was a little difficult when I'd go to the baseball field and in the batting cages, there's like a ginormous t- fucking tarp of Lucas's face. <laughs> <laughs> You ever throw a baseball at it? I'm <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> um, now, I mean, listen, I, I'm curious because there's such an age difference. He didn't, like, beat up on you and stuff. Like, that wouldn't have been fair back then, right? No, we were always uh, really close as siblings. <laughs> we never really fought ever. I don't know why. It was just not really a thing between us. There were, there were a couple times in case he was, was like, super young. And he would get frustrated very easily when he was, I'm talking like when he was like five years old and I would, and he would like just be trying to swing on me, but I would just hold him back, like hold his head with my hand. (laughs) But no, we never, uh, I think the like fighting and all that stuff is usually brothers that are closer in age. Mm -hmm. We never, ever had anything like that. And one thing Casey and I were talking about last night was, uh, now that like we're both adults, because there was that difference, you know, I was in high school uh, when I mean, I was in high school and he was like still in elementary school going to middle school. Yeah. And then I'm in pro ball, but in, you know, doing my thing when he's in high school, um, whereas now he's just starting his career as an adult. And, you know, I'm I'm at this point as an adult in my career. And it's like, wow, like we're we're even closer than ever now because that age difference doesn't really it's not so much the same anymore you know what i mean yeah drinks yeah exactly uh how's the living situation going casey is somebody a slob here that i should know about is the, is the house picked up <laughs> well the house is really nice I, I think uh i mean lucas has had his issues in the past but i think this house is pretty clean we've been keeping it nice and tidy Ooh. What do we mean? Issues. What does that mean? I think that of the two of us, Lucas is definitely the slobbier one, but I, I've always like, I've always been like kind of a neat freak my whole life. And Lucas will tell you about like what I used to do with my toys as a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When he was a kid, he would have like his Lego stuff and little like action figures, figurines, whatever. And he had like, I don't know. Was it like your, your dresser? Yeah. in your bedroom and everything would be like perfectly in in line um like not one thing out of place oh yeah perfect lines single file yeah i never cared about any of that yeah. we have a term for that it's called ocd and it's perfectly fine there's <laughs> a lot of people who show it in different ways yeah i, I um yeah i live where i'm living in la uh, my my roommate rob and uh, and my other roommate michael they both have ocd Maybe uh, I should go get tested and we'll be the trio. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't need to get to just live with it. It's perfectly fine. It's okay. You're not one of those who washes his hands like 18 no, times no. an hour, are you? No. Okay, good. Are they actors, by the way, your roommates? No, no. Just, um, you know, regular jobs. Okay. All right. 
Um, I was going to make one point because when I saw you and I knew that you were an actor, I mean, I thought you would be tall, but this is not a tall person business. Like you can put a lot of actors and put them in your pocket. That's how little they are. Uh, yeah. Like Vince Vaughn's tall mm-hmm. and full other guys. Does that matter in your line of work at all? Yeah, I think it, I think it's a blessing and a curse to be six, five. Like you said, there are, there's a handful Vince Vaughn, Ben Affleck, the rock, they're all six, five. Um, but when so many actors are like five, seven, especially like actresses are all tiny. And then it's hard to like, if I'm going up for like a, a love role or something in a romance movie or TV show and the actress is like super short and that's just going to be awkward. Like, um, yeah, I, although I don't let it, you know, get me down because I, I, I love how tall I am. And I think I, I want to use it as sort of one of my strengths, mm. you know, physicality has a lot to do with being an actor. And uh, if you can use your physicality well and, you know, make it interesting and, you know, people are interested in seeing you and how big you are and whatnot, then it could be a good thing. So I just try to stay super confident. I, I bet your brother can't wait for you to, you know, for him to be able to see you in a, a love scene. <laughs> we'll it's going to be a little awkward. I've Lucas. already seen, that's how I've already been through that with my mother when I was a kid. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. You didn't see that clip. Did you case? I never saw that clip. I don't think I'm going to actively search for it anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Um, Casey, I, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing some of this stuff with us today. It's good. Um, I do want to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. I think some of this might pertain to the acting world and the baseball world as well. So let's, let's, let's do it. Shot. Oh, this is nice. Toy Story. Probably asked Lucas this somewhere along the line, but he can chime in if I didn't. Uh, your favorite toy that you received, either as a birthday gift or holiday gift or something? Oh, I've done this one. Oh, favorite toy. Yeah, probably when I was a kid, I was obsessed with collecting these little like bunny figurines. They were called Dunnies. And it was like, all they all looked the same but they were like different designs and i had over 30 of them and were, like, were those like the vinyl things for, yeah they were like, like little vinyl figurines from by, like uh, chinatown Japanese, i think or from, yeah japantown they were like from kid robot they were called dunnies I, I had like over 30 and like lucas said i had a shelf in my room where i would just line them up in perfect single file lines so they could watch over me <laughs> do we still have them Yes, I do, but they're all like cluttered in a box in the oh corner. Oh my god, my, that's okay. Oh, house. I see him over there. Yeah, I see him. Robbie okay. pulled him up. Oh yeah, let's go. Do you, Do you recognize any of those creatures? Uh, yeah, let me get that. I mean, of course. <laughs> I'm trying to see if any I, I had any of these ones. These are all newer ones. Ooh. <laughs> wet your appetite for a new round what are these things called dunnies dunny with a d oh okay. yeah well when you you know make it on uh prime time for your first show if you just see a dunny appear at your doorstep where you live don't be surprised 
I won't be courtesy of the Rose rotation. Just saying. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. It's, Dude, really it's a blast getting to know you a little bit. Uh, fun stuff. And we wish you the best of luck. It, it is a tough business, but I'm happy that you're pursuing your dreams, man. So one of these days, Lucas is going to be known as Casey Giolito's big brother. I can't wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like us to be the Giolito brothers. Oh, I like to see. There you go. I mean, that's a sitcom waiting to happen. I can't wait. Exactly. I can't wait. All right, Case. Appreciate it. They'll have to cast someone for me. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Accurate. But I mean, you know, uh, you know who we could do it. Um, Let me think here. Who would be a great fit for you? Oh my God. I'm drawing a blank on him. Um, I'll get it in a minute. This is what happens when you get old. You totally forget. And it's, it's actually dead on. Uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Bro, I was thinking Chris Hemsworth or something. <laughs> what? Seth Rogen does it with the beard? Robbie, Seth bring it Rogen. up. Seth <laughs> Rogen. No? That's you what you think. Little... You think I got that body going on? No, you don't. Actually, he's in much better shape these days. Right there. You don't think that that could play as you if we're doing a sitcom, Casey? Uh, that would be so funny. <laughs> like... If we just, we just, Seth Rogen was him and we just went with it. Right? Absolutely. So there you go. That's you, the pose shirtless with back hair. I, I'm yeah. sure that's nailing it. Now you're mad. Now I you, don't know, man. I'm trying to make you really funny. Like, that's what we're trying to do. It's but, a I'm not fu- but I'm not funny. That's the thing. Lucas, Lucas is funny. That's the, he, he thinks he's not funny, but like, he's such a clown. We're learning that sometimes we're learning that. All right, case. Appreciate right, it. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks, Casey. Got it, buddy. He's a nice kid, man. I'm rooting for him. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for him. One last thing before we let you go. I was happy to see that Liam Hendricks did not lose his grit nor his four letter vocabulary during the lockout. Yeah. Day one. Did you hear this day one? Listen to this. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. It's unbelievable. Just a standard. It's a standard fuck shit. God damn it. That is normal for him. How do you not laugh? I I mean, I laugh when it happens in person. I think it's funnier when it happens like on the flat ground. Because like at least in a game or like a live BP. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, I didn't execute that pitch. But it's like when you're in a flat ground, it's like, I don't know. For me, it's like, oh, I didn't execute the pitch. All right, let's make the adjustment. But it's full intensity at all times with that guy. Have you ever had a teammate that is like that? Where he's uh, is, was Scherzer? I know you only spent a little bit of time with him, but was he like, nope, no, no, not in that kind of situation. Um, yeah, that's just. That's just his personality. I think that uh, for Liam, a big part of his success uh, over the last, what, four or five years Mm -hmm. is just leaning into that, like truly being himself at all times and not giving a shit about anything. And he loves to scream and swear when he uh, doesn't execute. It's like his trigger of like, Hey, come on, figure it out. Let's go. Uh, maybe that's what I would say, but 
um, for him, he needs that full intensity. And then you obviously see it in the numbers, like blowing a hundred and just, uh, constantly attacking. I heard Mariano Rivera was exactly the same way. Mm, really? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just letting it go. Just with, swearing at the top of his lungs, every cutter with the goddamn it's even. Oh yeah. No, not at all. Come on. Not at all. Not at all. All right. Listen, dude. Um, so shortened spring training. I imagine the next time we talk, you're going to be, I don't even know where you guys open up. Forgot to check. Uh, Detroit. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be fun. Opening day is always fun. Yeah. Okay. Who do you open at home with? Do you have any idea? Um, I don't remember Minnesota, you know, schedule. Bobby? Do you have a magnet schedule like we used to when we were kids? Put it up on the fridge. Yeah, we. I think we get one of those. I, I, I'm, I'm on this thing. You know, I use the phone nowadays. <laughs> okay. Um, got the MLB app. Mariners. Mariners come to us. Yeah, oh. for a home opener. The new look Mariners. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, since it's been pushed back a little bit, it'll be the middle of April now. It. Hopefully it won't be 30 degrees when you're pitching, but sure enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty used to it by now. I know you are. I know you are. Well, it was great getting to know one of your family members. This was fun, dude. Appreciate you setting it up. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Absolutely. And uh, tell you why, congratulations. San Diego. Of course. That is so cool. It's going to be a fun off-season spot next year. Yeah, that ain't bad. Mm-hmm. There's worse places to live, I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't bad. Uh, special shout out to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Robbie Scirocco for Lucas Giolito and Casey Giolito. I am Chris Rose. We'll see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media and presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek.